Alexa, what is the baddest podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on creating opportunities for yourself and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Jules, man, I'm good, man. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm smooth, man. I what you hesitate for? What you hesitate for? What's up? <laughs> but press that honeydew list, press <laughs> honeydew. Oh <laughs> shit! Now I see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, just ripping and running. Oh, man, my wife had me running all week. She wanted to do the office. Of, uh, she wanted to take one of the rooms that she worked from, and she wanted to remodel it and get some new furniture for, you know. And she go, she get a lot of stuff from Offer Up or Let Go or Craigslist or whatever. So just driving to the people's houses to pick up a desk, a nice desk. Uh, we was out at Wrigleyville. Some guy sold us like a bookshelf for like $25. It, you know, it's collapsible. You can break it down. Oh, nice. So I have just been ripping, man. She had me ripping and running all week, man, on top of work and everything else. So, man, I'm just glad to get on here with you and just talk and rap and kind of decompress a little bit. Oh, yeah, because we definitely going to get into it. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing now. Offer up. Y'all need to holler at us on some money now because the juice is getting y'all some free advertisement. So holler at oh. us. Get that inbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, juice. man. That's funny that you said that about them honeydews because, man, bro, summertime, you know what that's about. Fellas out there, y'all know what it is right now. Y'all doing everything. Oh, man. It ain't even just outside the crib now. Now, my man Jules over here got renovation projects in the office that he probably ain't going to ever use. Yeah, right. So, so I told her, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go up. I said, I'm going to go up there in your office and so I can, I can podcast from up there. <laughs> she said, you can't use my desk. Ooh. But then, but then, she, then she laughed, then she laughed and said, yeah, of course you can use that stuff. <laughs> uh, you know what they say about the first response? Uh-oh. <laughs> she going to be looking at you crazy when well, she hey. sees you in there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, you know what? I'm going to be sitting up there like, man, I put, I wouldn't grab this thing and put it together and stuff. I mean, <laughs> You're going to be like Denzel on training day. I put this thing together. Shoot program. <laughs> but, man, that's about it, man. I mean, just, oh, man, prayers, just life, man. Just life. Just life, just life of a man. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though, bro? I, I, I tell you one thing, man. It, I would rather you be doing that than to be out here stressed out on some dumb shit. So, you know, we, we got to, oh, you know what I'm saying, pick our battles. Because, you know, at least you out there cruising around, man, with no problems. Well, besides that damn traffic true. getting up there to Wrigleyville, goddamn. Oh, bro. Oh, man. I was like, 
you know I was sitting there, see, boiling, man. I know you was. Because <laughs> it was like, it, and, and it, was, it was 5 o'clock. It was like 5-something when we was driving out there. And you know that rush hour trap. Man, I was just like. And you know what? See, people, they, they make fun of me, Jules, about rush hour traffic because real Chicago is no that there's two different rush hour periods. And you was right there at the, thre- the threshold of the fucking first rush hour. Mm-hmm. Oof. Right. Good Lord, you probably just sit in that car just like, man, was it worth it for this damn bookshelf? Was it really worth it? Right. <laughs> I, well, I guess. I guess it made Jules it happen, was like, so I guess. Yeah, but Jules, you probably was like, I mean, we could have just went to, uh, to, to Walmart real quick. You know what I'm saying? Knocked it out. Right. Y'all probably got one right by the grid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe five minutes. <laughs> Driving over to Wrigleyville. Or is the, is the bookshelf nice? It's, it's, you know what? It's We paid 25 bucks, and it's worth every penny. It's just... <laughs> of course you're going to say that now. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth every penny. Because you know what? It, it, it I didn't have to screw anything. It slides in and lock in place. So, it, it, you know... It worked out. It balanced out. Now that's good, bro. That's good. I'm just like, I'm just sitting over here just listening to you talk about the story. And I'm like, I can just feel the frustration. But you know what I'm saying? That office is going to be nice once y'all get it the way you want. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. It, you know, finally got my hair. So I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I'm just laughing because you were like, oh, she want to renovate. She's, this is the thing, man, with them. They be looking around the crib and they get bored and they're just like, Ooh, we should redo this one. We should start painting. Whenever you start seeing the little paint swatches like showing up around the crib, you're like, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. Because it's something that, it's something that we got to do. You know, as men, that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they say, they're like, yeah, I want to do this. In the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, that's a, I got a project now. Yep. <laughs> I want, which means I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. Man. But I'm going to supervise. But, <laughs> right. Oh, they're good at that now. They good at talk that. that. Talk that talk, Jules. <laughs> but press, you're absolutely right, man. It could be a hell of a lot worse. Hey, hey, man. So, just man, just bless, man. Like I like I always, man. I'm I'm winning, man. So, yes, sir, Jules. Yes, sir. I love to hear it. I love to hear it, man. I um last weekend was covering that WNBA All Star weekend. Oh and yeah. Shout out to all the people that traveled to Chicago, our great city. Man, mm-hmm. they put on a great show, man. I mean, Jules, for me, I always tell you, man, I love this city. I know we always talk about some of the bad things that happen here, man. But, man, Chicago summertime, man, you can't beat it, bro. You can't beat it. What a weekend, man. What a fucking weekend. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, man, I heard you guys, man. You and Dub, man, on the, the Brazen Central, man, just going uh, going crazy, man, talking about that. You know, also, you guys been working, too, and you guys were – Little, little, little beat up, but man, oh, like yeah. said, you guys had a great time. Awesome display. The people, the food, the environment, the, the, the WNBA players did their thing, man. So, dude, I know you guys had a ball. Man, yeah. You know what, Jules, though, to the point that you just made, I was dog-ass tired, bro. I mean, them was uh, 14-hour days um, all weekend. Man, by the man. time Monday came around, bro, I was kind of dead to the world. <laughs> Straight up, I had to start back work. Man, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Ooh, we. I bet. 14 hours, people, the whole weekend, and then had to come back to come back to reality. Had to go back to work. Yeah. 
that's, that's my life right now, man. I got no days off, legit. You know, I know people joke about no days off, but it's legitimately no days off. I work all week, and then sometimes during the week, Jules, I'm covering games. So sometimes I'm doing double duty. Mm-hmm. But I tell you one thing, man, when I'm covering these games, man, and doing the stuff for the media, it don't feel like work. Them 14 hours go by, man, because you know when you do what you love, when you do with something that you're passionate about? Oh, there you go. There you, ain't you, work, go. you ain't worked a minute in your life. I still sit man. there, Jules, in those moments. I walked I walk into that arena, man, on Sunday, and I just looked up, and I just saw all the All-Star Weekend stuff up there, man. I was just like, I was in awe. And you know I don't really get like that too much, bro, but I was just like, man, we only been doing the media platform for only a year. And we already covered an event like that. But so I took a moment. I was humbled by it. And I was like, man, this is great. I took it in for a second. And then you know me. That once that second went over, I'm like, all right, time to get to work. <laughs> time to work. Okay. <laughs> man. Oh, that's nice, dude. Man, I'm glad to hear that, man. I, you know, and I hope people take a listen to what you just said, man. The stuff, the things that you do, that you have passion about, and that you love. You like you said, you don't even feel like work, man. You just, no. just having fun, man. Just out there doing it, bro. And I appreciate you, man. I always say this on the show, but I mean it 110%, man. All this. You hear how Jules is telling you about how he listened to another show that I'm on. That's support, man, because he knows that, like, man, this sports thing that, that I do, I'm passionate about it. I, but I also am passionate about what mm-hmm. you're on this platform as well. But the point is, and we're going to get into a little bit later on in this episode, we talk about how to create opportunities for yourself. One of the things that I always pride myself on is surrounding myself with cats like Jules, man. This guy right here, no matter what I'm involved with, I know this man gonna support it. He gonna have a good word for me, and it ain't gonna be no, it ain't gonna be no hate. And that's one of the oh, things that I see so. out here in this world, Jules. And you know where I'm going with this. That we have to learn how to work together. And I say this, but I'm gonna keep saying it because one day we are gonna be better out here in these streets. Oh man, yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit wasn't easy to get into that All Star Weekend. That's a lot of hard work and grit. But I tell you one thing, man, having your support and support of some other people in my life, man, that shit, boy, you, you, you feel like you could do anything. You feel like you're unstoppable. And that's creating opportunity, man. That was something that I started from nothing, bro. Right. Nothing. Right. Man, I dude, I can't wait till we get to the, main, the meat and potatoes of the show because, dude, when we get introduced with that question, present that question, I was like, oh, man, I, you you have a testimony here. And I, I, I can't wait to hear it. So, yes, sir, yes, so, sir, yes, sir. I get listen, you can tell, Jules, I'm fired up today. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I, <laughs> I, I'm almost like, man, I'm just put this thing on mute. And just let me know. <laughs> I see. You're like, shit, it's gonna be game, it's gonna be one of them Jordan Game Six episodes today, <laughs> right? Man, well, let's get into the fair foul, man. So, our fair foul this week comes over from Victor from Albany Park here in Chicago, and he wanted to know, Jules. Fair file on WNBA commissioner claiming that no fans were allowed at WNBA Live and other events at All-Star Weekend due to concerns over gun violence in Chicago. Man, it's kind of hard to call foul on it because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a preservation of life because like, like we, on that tragic event with that unfolded on July 4th. So a lot of people were like, man, the outdoor events, let's not do them, safety concerns. I, I get it, but you know, as a country, we have to mend and heal. And one ways of doing that is people coming together and just trying to enjoy each other and, and live life. I, th- I think you can do both. Me personally, I, you can do both. 
you can go out there, you can have hey, people can come in and enjoy themselves and watch a, a basketball event, three-point contest, whatever the case may be, chance to rapper or you know, music mm-hmm. and be and be safety and, and have and just increase safety but your know, measurements. I, I the thing is I really can't call foul on it, but it's fair. But it's like it's it's one of the things like I can't knock it because you you're trying to think about people's safety, but it's like Man, we can still we can still have people come out, but just just make sure that things are just in place. You know what I'm saying? Now, listen, I'm listening to you, and and, and that's why we we do this stuff because there's always going to be different ways of looking at things. Because I kind of see where you're coming from with that. I'm a, I'm gonna push back on 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 you. I call foul on it for just the standpoint of this, Jules. I feel like this is an outsider. This WNBA this WNBA commissioner is coming here to our city, and the first thing out of mm-hmm. her mouth is talking about gun violence. Well, then why you had your event here if you worried about gun violence so much? Also, true, true. Uh-huh. think about this, Jules. When that Mandalay Bay shooting happened in Vegas, the WNBA had the All-Star game and they had outdoor events then. So where was that energy for that? True, true. So to me, well, you know what it felt like? And the reason why I'm calling a foul on it, this feels like that textbook, I'm a play it to stereotypes, Chicago's such a dangerous city and we can't have no outdoor events. We talk about mm. a Chance the Rapper concert, y'all. Right. Chance the Rapper's damn audience don't look like me or Jules. Yeah, I'll <laughs> stick out. I'll, I'll definitely stick out. <laughs> Dude, me and Dub with that, I'm looking around. I'm like, where the brothers at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll stick out, man. <laughs> we were surrounded by him. I'm like, shit. <laughs> oh, man. But, because it's crazy, Jules. So you brought up a point about that the three-point shootout and the skills tournament. That shit was at uh-huh. the foreign place. It wasn't even at Wind Trust. Right. It wasn't so, even what right. Exactly. So, so when you open to the public, so the only people who was there was season ticket holders for the sky, media, and then they had a girls AAU tournament that was taking place in McCormick Place, so then they got to come over. Other than that, you are welcome to be there. And I'm sitting here like that was a missed opportunity, Jules. And so while she over mm-hmm. here blaming stuff on gun violence. The reason why I call foul is because y'all didn't plan that damn weekend the right way. How you not going to secure Wintrust Arena on a Saturday before the All-Star game? Right. Wintrust Arena, right. Jules, as you know, it's got 11,000 seats in there. So the game on, on Sunday, it was near sellout. At the uh, three-point shootout in the skills tournament at McCormick Place, bro, if it was 500 people uh-huh. in there, it was a bit of a miracle. Man, that's yeah, dude. I, I hear what you're saying, man. It was a miss opportunity. That's why I was like, I it, that's why I'm saying, like, I, I get you if you're worried about, about people's safety. I, I get it. But then there, you know, there's measurement, there's measures you can do and take and step up patrols and make sure things are secure and mm-hmm. everything's in place so people can come out and you don't have to, you know, everything's is, is, is on lock. We're gonna protect everybody, you know. They, things are put in place where people can go out and have fun, and don't have to worry about their safety, you know. I hear you, man. It was it was a missed opportunity, man. Uh, and it was a hell of a show, too. Oh, it was a great show. But, <laughs> it was a hell of a show, too. But I also want to take the time to also understand where you're coming from about the preservation of life, because right now, you got to put that into the top of the of the of your um, mind. But I just kind of felt like from her being an outsider, it just, to me, I didn't like it. I didn't like what it was saying, because for what it's worth, the Taste of Chicago took place last weekend. That's right. outdoors, and that, that was, was just less than a couple miles from where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Jules, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't re- I don't recall hearing anything happen. No, no, it was quite, it was cool. See, it was cool. 
I mean, you got that. You're going to have Lollapalooza. I mean, the mm-hmm. other uh, events going to be happening outdoors. I, yeah. 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 I, I hear you, man. It was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you, wow. you talk about stepped up efforts, boy. Every time I look somewhere, I saw one of them big ass uh, police fans and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, right. I was worried about yeah. was falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's all I mean. Like, like, hey, man, we can have this thing. Just make sure, just, just you know, you get security. I mean, you get help by police, and you get private security, and uh, all retired people and uh, veterans, and so there was things you could do in, in place so you can make everything safe. So, all right, first mailbag question comes up from Tanya from St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, she wanted to know what are you guys' feelings on the comments made by Little Real Howry on how cops handle white suspects. And all this, if you guys don't know who Lil Rail is, comedian here from the city of Chicago. It all depends on, on the narrative that the uh, that you're going with. For his comment, it's 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 here's the thing. You do have you do see that Dylan Roof, the boy from uh, Buffalo New uh, Buffalo New York, mm-hmm. Highland Park, cat, yeah Highland Park, them been taken in and without incident. And you see, you see other cats like Jalen Walker and Ugh. and and you know George Floyd lose their life. So you see that, and the the media pay, plays a big pitch on that. But then there are then there are cats that have done things, you know, black 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 people, whatever the case may be, black suspects that done things that mass shootings that were taken alive. And then you also have white people. Who uh, white offenders who've done things who've who've been shot and killed by the police. And so, it, but those things are not really publicized. If you if you look at the narrative, like, hey, you see this, they plaster this, but they've been taking life, and you see this, another demographic of people, you see this, and they get killed by the police. Then you have a perception like, oh man, white suspects are being they do things, but they don't get harmed by the police. But if a black person do it, then they do. It's not uh it's not a fair fair narrative because things that happen. For example, the the cat that ended up shooting the seven district officer a month ago, he was taken he was taken alive and he was in Ohio, I believe they got him in Ohio, Ohio. but he was taken alive. So with 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 his comment, it's I don't know. I would say he probably just see it as. You know what's been blasted, what's been blasted on the media, and some what some different people been handled, treated different than other people. You know, it it's a fair statement. You can see it, but then when you do some research, you be like, well, that's not always the case. So I'm just looking at it like on how he how he how, that's his interpretation of it. It's me personally is like a false interpretation. And so this is my thing here, and, and that's why I like kind of sit back and I let Jules give his, his standpoint because. When I look at it, I don't necessarily know, Jules, if it's a media thing. I think it's an actual thing that we see out here. Now, I don't know why the situations where Black-involved shooters aren't publicized, but I do know that there are situations where when African-Americans like Jalen Walker, when they're killed, the only reason why we know about those things is because some sort of uh, body cam footage gets out or somebody happens to record it, like in the case with a George Floyd. So I don't know why, you know, some situations aren't given the awareness that they should be. What I will say, though, as an African-American man, I feel like what Little Rail said was on point because 
I feel like when Jalen Walker was shot all those times when the autopsy came out and he had, what, over 50 bullets in his body? But then you talked about Dylan Roof. You're going to talk about a cow ridden house. You'll talk about this Cremo cat in the Highland Park. Now, I know these, this is a small sample size audience, but what I'm just thinking of is why was what took place with Jalen Walker something that they thought was an appropriate action, but you actually had somebody in a cow ridden house that not only shot people, but walked away from the thing and got a bottle of water. Dylan Roof shot. Black people that prayed with him and they bought him Wendy's or Burger King or some bullshit. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't really play into the media narrative. So I agree with you on that point, Jules, but I also feel like there might be some smoke here, man, because can somebody explain to me why Jalen Walker was shot that many times? I mean, that that's just awful. I just think about, man, if that was my son, if that was my brother, my nephew, like take race out of it for just a second, audience. Just think about, just put that, put yourself in the shoes of a parent. That's hard. They, like you have to look at your loved one's body like that. No parent should have to see that shit. And there's so much of that going on in this world right now, man. Where people are fucking shooting with no, just no, just not even thinking about someone's life yeah. or their value here. It's just like, no, I'm just gonna mm -hmm. light this motherfucker up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. I think Little Rel is just frustrated because he's probably tired of seeing this stuff that does come on the news. So, Jules, I don't know why some of these other things aren't brought up, but I will say sometimes when we get this footage and they start putting this stuff out here, then you're just like, well, if they didn't show this footage, well, we have known this shit or would it gotten covered up? So that's some of the stuff that I mm -hmm. wonder about sometimes. Because you know, Jules, this, some of this stuff, they don't make it known to us because they don't want that shit to get out. You think that they would order that George Floyd shit to get right. out if nobody would have recorded that? Well, no. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. yeah, that or Laquan McDonald or, you know, because it's, it's... That's a great it's, point. I mean, it's, it's it's just nasty and it's bad to... It's hard to watch and hard to see and, and you seeing it and you... and you, here's, the, here's, here's the story. Here's the situation. And, and, and you're looking like, well, damn. And then it creates, you know, it's anger and distrust and distrust. And I was gonna say thanks for bringing up the little Car McDonald situation because 16 shots. I totally and you know what, Jules? Isn't it sad that there's been so much shit that's happened that that would just slip my mind? That situation uh, with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I yeah, uh, 2014, something like that. 2014, 2016, something like that. Yeah. I, I it's press, it's what do you say with, with some of this stuff here, man? It's it's rough, man. Jalen Walker in a day, you see sixty rounds in some, you know, uh, you know, in somebody. It's it's hard, and and some people just don't want to hear what happened. They just hear that sixty rounds, and and that's just that's 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 rough. It's more than that's rough. rough. I mean, you got to say, but I want to preface it by when I when I brought up that situation with Jalen Walker. I heard like the things that they said surrounding that situation, but all I know is that he was unarmed. Oh, I here's here's the thing. They for for some reason I don't know if the I don't think the car was I think the car was his or I don't think it was stolen anything like that. But no. they uh, I heard they tried to stop him and 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 there was a shot. The officer saying that uh, that he had took a shot at the at the police when it got caught up to him. You know, I saw the you know the video. It caught up to him. He jumped out the passenger side, and the car was still rolling. 
Now, he had, I think he had like eight officers chasing this cat. And they tried to deploy the taser. Taser didn't work. And I know where this is where it get really, get, gets a little fuzzy because it's it. he made a movement or made a turn. And that's when, I mean, he had, he had eight officers, all, all officers taking shots. And that, you know, that's, that's why he got so many shots. Yeah, but why uh, is it why is it that, that they all felt the need to escalate? That's that's why I try to understand. Right, see, right, right. So, so that's the thing. They all of all of them saw. It, I can only speculate. I mm-hmm. I was there. I, I can only speculate. Maybe they, none of us were there. We right, could just only go by what the scene was when we right. were explaining to it. Maybe they maybe they thought that you know he still had the gun on him. He meant to go turn around and you know the, the everybody was there. Right, so they recovered the gun in the car. Okay. It wasn't on him. I'm just saying, as far as their perception, maybe they thought he he still had the gun on him because okay. you know there was a shot. You know, during the chase, there was a shot at the police, and when he when he jumped out and started running, they made a turn. I mean, you got eight officers thinking the same thing, and they all shot. I mean, it's it's it's. I only had words for it. It's like it's like damn, like. And that's why, but I wanted to hear you out because I wanted to see your perception of it because for me, at the time when he was shot. There was nothing on him. He was unarmed. And that's why I knew that they right. said that there was something about a shot that occurred in the car. And so that was the part mm-hmm. where I was kind of a little, right. I was a little unclear on because I'm sitting here like, well, I got a firearm in my car. It's legal. I'm able to have it because I got mm-hmm. a concealed carry. Justify that shit to me. And if they didn't know me, no, right. I'm about to be busting off. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, I think, I, I don't know. I think it was the because uh, the behavior and I think, I think he made it. I think he. One thing I was gonna say, because you, yeah, you, you're saying about the behavior. I wish we could hear his side of the story, but we can't. But when it comes to a situation right. like with a cow ridden house or this dude in, in Highland Park, we can hear their side of the story. We can't hear Jalen's side of the story because he ain't here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Laquan McDonald. And so I guess the point that you're making, which I'm sitting here listening because I want to understand because this situation, Jules, it infuriated me. And maybe it's good that I have maybe a different viewpoint to try to say, well, how did it get to there? How did it get to that fucking point? Why does it escalate that quickly when it's one of us? Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I just wish that somebody could explain to me. And I've never been in that job. I've never done what you had to do, Jules. So I can't sit here and try to put my myself in your shoes. That's why I listen. But man, these eight officers, bro, like, what are we doing? Uh, yeah. I, so, so. I mean, Jules, I'm sure you've been involved in situations like this. I'm sure you had to make some decisions that maybe you ain't want to have to do. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, man, because somebody explain to me. Why this was acceptable? I, I, I mean, I understand that, that sometimes you're going to have situations and some things, some lines will get blurred. I get that. But this one here, Jules, I, I just, I'm struggling with it. I, I hear you, man. I, what I'm looking at, what I'm seeing is going to be hard. If, if people thinking that these officers going to get fired or rebuttal they're charges, they're, 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 no, they're that's they're not going to, it's not going to happen because unfortunately, unfortunately, his behavior and what he have done. And when he jumped out, if he makes a movement and then the officers and he had eight of them and they all shot and they all say, hey, we thought he had a gun. And with the way he turned around in their perception is, you know, their life. 
and that's why they they they, they shot. It's gonna be hard to convict that. Well, so, Juice, and that, and, that, and that might be another thing that we might be able to hit on on a, on a future episode because I feel like a lot of times in these situations. We sit back here, we see these autopsy reports or we see these stories where the police reports a little little off and then you're just like, well, what exactly happened there? I think we might need to do a future episode on just maybe digging into a couple of these cases and just really breaking down, all right, this is what is, this is why this situation was because a lot of times people just walk out way angry because they're like, why was there no justice for this person? It's, it's like I tell people when I'm out there in the streets, I have my gun pointed at people and for some damn reason, people still want to move and put their hands Mm. in their pockets. And it's like, Mm. I'm a fucking human being. Stop moving. Sure. So it's like, I get where people are coming at, but it's like, don't put your life on chance on somebody else not going to do anything. Just, I I tell people, just, just comply. I mean, you just comply. When you start fighting and running and resisting, things can happen. You know, uh, you know, stuff I'm, like I'm that is kind of stuff like this you. is like is frustrating because people are fighting. I'm just like, relax. You know, I'm like, what, what are you doing? But Jules, let me can I let me ask you this though. What you're saying is a little different than what we're seeing with this situation. You ain't just lit up somebody indiscriminately. I know your fucking personality. If some if you have to fucking use that shit, it's for a reason. So I feel like what right. I'm listening for from you is you giving people a chance. You like, hey, motherfucker, I told you to stop, stop. But I feel like in some it. of these cases they don't do that shit. That's the, what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's okay for people not to listen, but you also gotta understand. You talked about this last week, and I thought it was really an important point. And I hope the audience, you guys, didn't like gloss over this. Everybody's on edge right now. Not just law enforcement, but people. Jules, you got to understand, some people, they're afraid of that moment. I'm not saying all. Oh, I'm a 43-year-old black man that has done pretty well for himself in his life. There's times when them lights pull me over, bro, and my heart starts to get the pump. I'm not saying that I don't do whatever, but my whole thing is a lot of adrenaline goes in those situations, just like it goes for you guys in those situations. So, so I know for you, you're saying comply, but sometimes, man, some people get scared. With that... It, uh... I well, I tell you what, I tell you what, man. People, we, we go run and fight and stuff like that. I, I which I'm not condoning the running I, offense, I, I, but I'm just saying. But people do get scared, you know. That's all. And, 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 yeah, you know. So it's 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 one of the things, man. I, I don't see a common ground with this because I'm there. I'm there for a reason. I'm telling you, do something. You do it. When you start hemming and humming and doing things, it's like, all right, I got to crack it because you're not fucking paying attention. So like when 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 stuff happened, it's like uh-huh. man, we when people start running and stuff like, and making movements and stuff, I can only thing I can only I can put my I can put myself in the police shoes because I'm I'm an officer and I'm also a black black man, so uh-huh. I can put myself in both shoes. Right now, I'm telling you this: if I'm sitting up there knowing that wait a minute, I'm black and I'm doing something out of pocket, it's a good it's a, and if I do something, it's a good chance I might get my head blown off. You know, right, wrong, good, different. I don't know. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna put my life in chance of that of that white officer's uh, right. uh hands. Right. You know, so I try to tell people, listen, whatever you do, just complain. don't make any sudden movements, no furtive action, no fighting, no back talk. This is not a you know, not a control setting where you can win. You're not gonna win on this one. You know, so if there's something that's out of pocket and 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 you felt something that's unfair, 
you got to fight that fight that stuff in the court set. You know, it's a you, so for you. So, so for you, you're from the the standpoint of live the fight another day. It, maybe if an injustice took place, you can always have your day in court. Right. I mean, because okay. I mean, because I mean, look, man, this dude didn't have to lose his life. No. Dante White didn't have to lose his life. Sisters None of these cats, sisters, you know, his sisters, Eric, Gar- Eric Gardner, you know, selling loose squares, bro. Just get cuffed up, man. We'll fight that stuff another day. Just get cuffed. Up. I, I mean, it's it shouldn't be this way. But you know it what it is, be. Jules. But it's because people stand on their principle. And but what well, right? White men and white women, in some cases. They have a privilege that I feel like we don't have. We don't get the benefit of the doubt. Jules, I saw an incident that happened. This was like a couple of weeks ago. And there was a, a white guy that he got involved in some sort of like a little fender bender situation. And he was very aggressive, not only with the driver. I even pulled over just to make sure that that driver was okay. But then when law enforcement and the fire department, everybody pulled over, he was very aggressive with them. And he actually shoved one of the cops. And... I saw that they were able to talk through this situation with this guy and nothing like jumped off. And in my mind, I wondered, and I didn't even get a chance to rap with you about this because I've totally forgot about it until we started talking about this. But I wondered, what if I'd have been involved in a situation like that and I shoved the cop? I don't think that they would have just been trying to talk me down. And so it just makes me wonder, no. why do they get some sort of benefits of the doubt, but we don't get? And I think that when you talked about the Eric Garner situation, you're right. He sell loose squares, and you didn't deserve to die off of that. But by principle, he probably felt like, "Why are you forcing me to die to sell these squares?" Now, that's why I'm just trying to go with that, Jules. That's a lot of men, and you know this. We'll die on the principle. It's a lot mm-hmm. of graves out there with people that died on some shit like that that we don't understand because we'll sit here and say, "Bro, you should still be here today." And in prayers, then there's that side, like you say, there's that side where. You get punched or spit or hit or whatever, and because the person is your same skin color, you give them a pass, and it's like, oh, I can, I can sympathize, I can empathy, mm-hmm. and that's what we see. That's why we need more, more blacks to be on the job because, you know, we can understand and sympathize and empathize and cope and see, okay, what's going on. We don't have to have a handy, a heavy hand on this. Right. But when you have somebody of a different race dealing with somebody of a different race they can't they, they don't see they don't see my man eric Gardner. this this he had kids this he's man that's that's, no losing no loose no loose squares it's a it's a big business yeah he and was probably cashing out we we prayers we we get it and the way i would handle it would have been completely different uh a george floyd completely different right it didn't need to be done with a heavy hand but no. when you get cast that's not don't know the people the, the the people or the community or the culture or whatever then you get you get stuff like this you you don't you can't see these people these officers sometimes can see themselves in their shoes or, no. or, or you don't understand it and that's and that's that's what we're saying and now mm-hmm. if you want to have that same attitude that same attitude should go for all people like i tell people i tell i tell you not to anybody listening on this damn thing i treat a motherfucker the same way how i treat them you know what I'm saying it don't matter it don't matter white black hispanic asian or or middle eastern now if you do it if you're out of pocket you out of pocket mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna try to help I, whatever the case may be i'm gonna try to help i'm gonna try to do what i do but if you foul then i ain't gonna what <laughs> I mean, what? if you foul you foul well you got a job to so, do right right yeah i get that part man so like you know that's why you, you sit up there with some a lot of a lot of these 
a lot of these things on, on is you know some is sometimes it was on both both ends, man. And it's like you know, yeah, dude, dude was bogus, but he ain't had to go in like that. Or you know what I'm saying? It's an unfortunate situation, but you know, so it's like, and then but then we see the stuff be blasted where it's mostly blacks that's getting it or Hispanics or whatever the case may be. And then and you that's, see, and that's my and that's my point. Right. That's my you point. see whites are getting off, slap on this, slap on the wrist, and mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, yeah, you you do see and you and you can see what Lil Ray was saying, like, like man, why is it like that? And 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 and, 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 and it's just. And just messed up because a lot of these shootings and killings with, uh, with, with the black uh, young black men or Hispanics and that don't, don't need to be, you know. No, and it, so, it, it makes me wonder as a black man, and I'm not saying this to to speak down on on your profession, but it makes me wonder if our life matters to to them folks. Now, I'll tell you this: prime example, Jules. You know, I've I've had situations that have happened to me personally, and sometimes I wonder. Well, damn, I can have a nice car too. Like, why am I over here being accosted? Why am I being treated like a criminal and I'm just trying to drive somewhere? And it just makes me wonder, why is it a separate set of rules? Because what they'll try to say in one situation, Jules, they'll try to say where the person comported themselves in a manner that was this way and it led us to feel this way. Well, Jules, you've known me for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. My hands Mm -hmm. intended to my motherfucking insurance, everything is on the drive. I ain't got, I'm not moving. But you still over here asking me all these questions. Why does it matter where I'm going? You ain't asking my counterparts that shit. See, that's the type of shit that bothers me. I'll answer the question, but it infuriates and burns me up the whole motherfucking time. I'm a grown ass man. I don't have to answer to anyone. I'm going wherever the fuck I want to go. But I guarantee you, Jules, there's people out here that have these traffic stops and they'll ask them those questions and, and I've seen it. They'll say, why does it matter? What'd you pull me over for? I don't say none of that kind of shit because you know why? Saying some shit like that for me will get me into a bit of a situation. I don't want that. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. So to the point you made about the compliance and stuff like that, I get that, bro. But I'm also a man of principle as well. You know that shit. And that's why I brought that shit up because sometimes that shit burns you up inside. That you are a man and somebody's speaking to you like you less than one. Yeah, if, uh, yeah, if you know, because if, it, yeah, it's also how the connotation of it. Uh, um, I, like I said, like I say, when, you know, pull somebody over and stuff, I, you know, sometimes I'd be, uh, nosy but i i can only speak for myself i do and ask questions to kind of kind of lighten up the the stop so you try to diffuse yeah that's okay. why like hey what you got going on i see what you you know okay and i see you you you, you know you you got some mcdonald's or, you know somebody eating something <laughs> over there maxing or 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 something nice is in the car I say i see you got that big money you know kind of <laughs> because the stop is it can be intimidating. It can be like, oh my God, scary. And just for example, just the other day, I stopped a female. She said this was her first time being stopped. Uh, her her license plate was expired. Oh, no biggie. So I, you know, stopped. I was like, hey, you know, sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't even realize it. The she months go me, by so me, fast. I mean, you just reminded me. I need to renew my shit. Don't bother me, Jules. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I was like, hey, what's going on, miss? Hey, stop you because, you know, your life's place is fine. She's like, what? 
I said, yeah, you can come out and look if you want. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so she's like, oh, my God. And then I said, but, you know, since I start back, I got to look at, you know, you, you, you're, you're legit, right? You got your license, right? She's like, yeah. So you getting, you like, you getting your warrants? You out there, you get, you know. She said, no, God, here. And then so I said, all right, I'm going to be right back. I said, don't worry. I don't write tickets. So you good. So, you know, I came back and she was like, you know what, officer? I said, what's up? She said, this is my first time being stopped. I said, really? I said, man, I popped your chair. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then she, you're, she said, you you're a fool. Yeah, you are a fool. <laughs> and, uh, and she, so I said, I said, listen, I said, how was your experience? She said, you know what? It wasn't bad. There you go. So I want you to tell your friends you got stopped for the first time and you had a great time. She said, really? I just said, I was, she said, I'll definitely do it. I said, cool. I said, so what, what are you rolling to? I said, yeah, I'm taking my son to his, to his soccer practice. I said, oh, I said, hey, listen, are you, are you, are you late? You guys running late? She said, because uh, if you won't, I can give you, I can do si license service to get you there quicker. She said, get out of here. We good. I said, all right. Okay, cool. Enjoy soccer practice. But, you know, so. That was, that was cute. I was, yeah. I was, I'm, I'm sure that cherry had been popped a very long time ago, though. Oh. <laughs> well, well, because. Yeah, this is, <laughs> Yeah, because he's sitting in the seat next to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, but, you know, but, Jules, I just wanted, because I, I I appreciate you sharing that story, because I wanted you to understand from the standpoint that sometimes you don't know what that person's going through in a day, right? Because, you know, as you mentioned, everybody's on edge right now, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yes, sir. It, it, shit goes both ways, and I get that. Oh, dude. And you know that. I'm not just going to sit here and just be like coming down just on one party. But I also want to make sure that you understand just from my standpoint as a civilian, sometimes you be out here like, like, that lady, I bet her heart was pumping a little bit. Oh, she, yeah. That, she, that ain't no good feeling when them damn lights come on. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, you can see, you can see the, the heart beating from the chest. And you can tell people's body language. That's all we do. We, we, we study people's body language, their behavior. And she was, that's why I was like, hey, how's it going? I had to stop you just for the plate. Everything's cool. It's all right. I don't write tickets, so you ain't got to worry about it. So, you know, calm things down and talk, you know, talk like, hey, man, you know, what you got going on? Who, you know, this your son, you know, stuff like that. Just kind of calms you down. And then also for, for officers, I would say definitely have to, you, officers have to be aware. Some of them have to be, be cognitive, know that, hey, listen, man, we can, make a situation way smoother by our actions or how we come and how we approach things. If you approach things always at 10, man, it's hard to go down from 10. It's hard. So if you start at a level where it's, it's four or five, and then if you need to rise up, then that's fine. But, you know, you can always diffuse a situation with a kind word. I mean, uh, prayers. I think we're going to be talking about this for, for a long time, man. But <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? And we not gonna duck it, and we gonna yeah. we, we gonna and we gonna speak to it open and honestly and candidly like we did there. So, audience, I hope you guys took something away from that because one of the things that Jules and I talk about on the show a lot of times, we have different viewpoints on things, but that's why this show I think is dynamic because you have that different viewpoint. But also, too, there's people out here, and it's probably people that listen to this show, Jules, that they have these type of discussions with their friends group. They probably have these discussions with folks on, on social media, and instead of us just condemning someone or, 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 you know, getting mad at someone because they have a different viewpoint than you, just try to understand where that person's coming from. Because mm -hmm. while I didn't necessarily know where Jules was going or I didn't understand at first, you saw how I got quiet. Because I wanted to listen. We got to do a better job of listening and not reacting.
Oh man, you're right, man. You hit it right on the head, man. That's that's why we can have understanding. That's how you get understanding. Facts there. Well, let's get one more mailbag question yeah. here before we get into episode. I mean, we went on that one, so uh, there's probably some other mailbag questions we're gonna have to push to next week. We are sorry about that, but I thought that that wasn't one that we could just by. So, um, thank you very much for that question. The last one we're gonna touch on for this episode comes over from Shannon from Mobile, Alabama, and she wants to know: Do you think that Jerry Harris, who's the former Netflix star on Cheer, do you think that his sentence was too lenient? So, audience, as you guys know he was involved with some. Some really heinous things that he was yeah. doing to minors. Uh, they gave him, what, 12 years, Press 12 years. 12 years, and I think eight years of court supervision after release or something like that. Yep. You know what, Perez, I Man, he's through. You know, he's, well, he's, he's done. Well, he's, still, well, he's still a young cat, ain't he? Like, in his wait, 20s? Wait, I don't know. Yeah, 22, 24. Yeah, I'm so sure. so twelve years he get out at thirty six. He still got a chance. Man, how, who's going to man? Who's going to gamble with him though? You like who's going to touch him? Right. I mean, this um, is serious. Dude, we talking about kids stuff. He was yeah, doing. This, yeah. I, 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 I think he's cooked. Yeah, he's radioactive. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, just ask. Just ask, just talk to Kevin Spacey. No shit. Nobody I mean, deals with that motherfucker. <laughs> I mean. Dude, Kevin Spacey was in everything. Mm-hmm. Some really good parts and stuff in the past. Not no yeah. more. Because when you look at R. Kelly, what he got 30 years. He got he got 30. So what you think the difference was between the two cases? Because I think what because when Kelly. you look at because when you look at it, right? Why was what Jerry did viewed in the light where it was only 12 years? I think the, the prosecutors they wanted 15, didn't they? I believe so. I, yeah, yeah, I believe so. I believe fifteen. Yeah, so I, 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 I have to say this, Jules. I think that because he was a star on that show, I think some of that went into that decision. I think by cutting it down to those twelve. Yeah, I see. I don't. I have to get to. Was there anything involved? Any, uh, any, uh, you know, any far as any molestation or any rape or anything? Yeah, so he basically pled guilty to receiving child pornography, and then he also crossed interstate lines to meet a boy, and they had sexual relations with each other. I think the boy was like fifteen. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. So I didn't. Okay, I didn't know about that. Okay, I just because okay. So he went across state and Okay, yeah. So yeah, twelve years. Mm, yeah. Okay, that's a little light. So that's a little light. Then if you well, and, that, and that was my and that was my point, man. That's why I was like, okay, one gets thirty, the other gets twelve, and it's like because y'all maybe view this person in a little bit more of a of a better light. Not that I'm saying yeah. that they are condoning what he did. Right, he's, probably, he's right. probably like, oh, it's Jerry. Like he's you know likable. Oh, we'll give him another chance. Or well, Kelly, they was like, no, fuck that. Take no, these but... thirty. Hey, you know what, Prez? And and that's the case. What he did right there, I would say a good. I would say mm, 17, 18. 17, 18, 18 years. Yeah, and it should have been 10 years of course supervision on the back end of that. Uh-huh. Like, keep an eye on this motherfucker, y'all. Because mm-hmm. what do I always say on this show, man? Motherfuckers need to be on some sort of list, and we need to know what the fuck you're doing. That needs to be documented. We need to right. be on some damn and bracelet. Then, we need to know what the fuck you're doing, son. And then, you know, when he get out, when he get out, he, gonna have to, he have to register annually. Yes. He had to raise your as a sex offender. 
Mm-hmm. So a pr- predator, shit. Yeah, everybody gonna know. Oh, Wherever you yeah, live, yeah. everybody gonna know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was lingered. Okay, yeah, that was lingered. Yeah, I would say about good 17, 18 years then. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm gonna say this too, audience. I'm not. I don't want nobody to get mad at me about what I mentioned about the R. Kelly. I, I, I know that I made the comparison. What I, the only reason why I was saying that is, is that I think that if R. Kelly's getting thirty, then this kid should have got at least twenty for what he did. I don't think that we should be minimizing what one person does to another. If it, if it's abuse and the person's been found guilty of abuse, then all abuse should be viewed at in the same lens. Uh-huh. So. That's just my standpoint on it because those little children that he did things to, and I know R. Kelly was in, was um, found guilty of doing things to minors as well. Well, then let's keep that same energy across the board. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all had no issues with giving that man that thirty, and that's just in one case. He got more. <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah, Kelly done. I don't man, care. If he get, cooked. Yeah, I don't he care cooked. if he get. I don't care if he get married. He done. He cooked, and we we know what that was about. Yeah. And they want that catalog too. But see, they don't want to talk about that. They want that man music. They're gonna get it too. They love taking our music away from us. But I know, but, but, but Jules, we get some pushback from people because they be like, somebody was like, hey, we think that you all apologize for our Kelly. And I was like, man, you don't listen to this show because we don't apologize. apologize for our Kelly. Yeah, but I think it's because yeah. we probably just don't like condemn, condemn. But for my whole point is when those things were when questions about R. Kelly questions was coming out. The man hadn't been found guilty of nothing. Now he has. So now the conversation right. is different. See, for me, everybody has a day of court. That's just the way I, I, I view this stuff. Because I know in my life I've been accused of doing some shit that I ain't do. So, hey, everybody has the right to defend themselves. And, and in this case with R. Kelly, you got that 30 because they said you did some fucked up shit. And more to come on that. But he's done. Life in prison. Oh, yeah. He's over. Yeah, and they don't, they don't apologizing for that shit, man. We call everybody out on this goddamn show. But mm-hmm. no, I just I just know somebody mm-hmm. had mentioned that one time, and I was like, okay, well, I'll address that in the future on the show. Don't you worry, <laughs> don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> well, man, let's uh, let's turn the page into the episode that we what we have for today. So, create opportunities for yourself. So, Jules, I kind of started to get into that a little bit earlier, and then you know you had to simmer me down there because I was getting fired up, but. <laughs> Man, <laughs> but I think the main hold, point. Hold on, of- hold on. Let me go. Hold on, hold on, Prez. I'm sorry. Let me go on mute. <laughs> Get this pool pit set up over here. <laughs> I'm just joking. But you know what I was trying to say earlier in that audience, and and I and I hope that you guys just kind of just picked up on it. Is that I'm probably working about 80 hours a week right now, in theory. But I don't even consider the stuff that I'm doing outside of my nine to five job work. It's an opportunity I created for myself. Why? Because Jules and a partner of ours, we started a podcast. Mm-hmm. That podcast did so well, and it, it drew up something in me that said, you know what? I need to bet on myself here. I always had a passion for sports. I went to college for broadcast journalism. One reason or another, I steered away from that. Went to the business world. But that sports shit was always inside of me, right? And by us podcasting, all that did was just drove up something in me and my passion just started bubbling to the top, started bubbling to the top. Now, most people, Jules, they know there's things out here in this world to fulfill them and make them happy and give them something, but they move away from it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, man. 
I couldn't just run away from that anymore in life because I was one of those people. I knew that that was probably what I should have been doing. I had people the whole way, man. Hey, Prince, man, darling, you would be great at broadcasting. You'll be great at media. And I'm like, man, I ain't got time for that, man. I got to make money. I got a family to support. You know what I'm saying? But in this situation now, we'll create an opportunity for myself. I'll follow the passion, Jules. But you know what? It's, it's more than just following a passion of yours. The biggest thing that I would just tell anybody when they're looking to create opportunity, and this is what I did, was you always, you always got to be willing to learn. Sometimes, Jules, when I was in those rooms in the beginning, sometimes I would just sit and observe the behaviors. I would watch how people maneuver. Sometimes the loudest person in the room, and I always say this, is the most ignorant person in the room. Mm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People don't even realize the times. They'll say, Jules, you know this. People say, sometimes he kind of quiet. Yeah, because I'm sitting here. I'm trying to figure this shit out. I'm like, I'm not going to show you what I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So I can also admit that I don't know something. I'll be willing to ask questions, but I'm not going to volunteer my ignorance. So the point is, is that sometimes when you're trying to create opportunity for yourself, sometimes you got to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. See, sometimes some people, Jules, are not comfortable being uncomfortable. Do it. We got one life. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm a 43-year-old man. Why not? Why wait any longer to do something that's a passion of mine? Why continue to just run the rat race, working a nine to five job that don't fulfill you just because it's paying some bills? Cool. And I get that. You got to do that type of thing in life. But sometimes you got to do things to help that fire the society. And that's what I did. And I'll tell you one thing, Jules, it was one of the best decisions that I made in the last five years. Mm. We got to stop sitting on our dreams. And we got to start going to fulfilling them. Because if you don't, it's never going to happen. If you sit here and say, oh, I'm going to do this next year. I'm going to do this next year. You're just going to keep putting it off. You're going to keep putting it off. And the next year ain't never going to come for one reason or another. Oh, man. <laughs> man, prayers right there, man. I, when, like I said earlier in the show, man, when we saw, when we get this, this question, um, creating opportunities for yourself. I, I, you, you came, you popped right into my mind instantly when I read the question. Because man, brother, you are doing it. It's a passion and a dream. And that's the first thing and foremost that I think you, you have to have. You have to have the vision before you do anything. And, and it's old saying, without a vision, you die and perish. Mm -hmm. So, First and foremost, when creating an opportunity for yourself, you got to have the, the vision. You got to see yourself as either in, 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 in broadcasting, it's fire or police or whatever the case may be. And whatever it is, you got you to study. Study what, what you have to do to become this, you know, become this person that you want to become. Um, you got to have a niche. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you got to set yourself above a cut above everybody else what make you so special mm, you know good. what i'm saying that's good you have to show people like man i i can why not me why not i prayers we see people every day and they like saying broadcasting on tv or doing this and and you look at it like why is this what this person got that i have that i don't have true story 
I think, look, bro, I'm in some rooms right now, and I be looking at people. I'm like, listen, no, and this is not me being cocky, but I'm just like, right, right, man, shot, right, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? And people have to have that mentality. Yeah, like you said, you 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 gonna let the train go by when you just uh, you know, I I can't you say yourself short. I can't do this. You know, indecision, man. It's that's that's a mother right there. Indecision is a, is a thief of opportunity. And that means that the opportunity waits. The doors mm. stay closed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's, that's all the effects of indecision. So you have to make a decision. You got to see the vision. You got to make the decision. Put your plan. Put your plan and thoughts on paper. You know, uh, and get my, out of your way, man, dude. Get out of the way. Find your niche, man creating your own opportunities by identifying and pursuing that you know and, and understanding that and when you recognize it you, you know you can always uh you create things that 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 serve uh, serve a purpose that's a need you know you, you you be you be an anomaly you be this medicine to that to that uh that 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 that, that career that opportunity or whatever the case may be whatever you want to do whatever you want to do oh uh, man Oh, I was, yeah, like I say, what I say is study, you know, become a guru of it, become a master of it, where, mm-hmm. man, cats need to come to you. Yeah, because you're that subject matter expert or whatever Ooh. it is. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. Because I, I, I would tell you this too, man, Jules, we talked about this so much on this show. During the pandemic, there was a lot of people that was, you know, going through so many different emotions, right? I was one of them. And I told you about some of the struggles that I had. But also during that time, that was when I was just sitting there having a lot of quiet reflection time, starting that vision, what you talked about. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people, they may have a vision. There's some people out here that are brilliant. They have brilliant ideas, but they never do anything with those ideas that somebody else go, comes along and has that idea, and then they actually put that shit to execution. Mm-hmm. And I felt like during that pandemic, man, I became a better version of myself because it gave me time to think. And one of the things about me, Jules, you know this. I have a lot of time to think. I could be a dangerous motherfucker, man. Oh, and I think man. that a lot of people out here, you need to know yourself. See, I understand who I am as a person. I think that's the biggest thing about creating opportunities for yourself. You got to understand yourself on a deep level. Because a lot of times, some people don't even give themselves the credit, Jules, that they could do some of these things. And that's a problem. See, oh, I, was bro- I was brought up in a way that I was told, whatever you put your mind to, it's possible. And that's mm-hmm. why in this world, I would never let somebody put a limit on me. I would never let somebody look me in my goddamn face and tell me that I can't do anything. Because you don't know me. Because when I was brought up, and what did I say last week, Jules? See, that was a foundation that was put in me. It don't matter how far I stray from that shit. I still come back to those original principles. And those original principles will say that and there's nothing in this world that I cannot do. And there's nobody out here in this earth that I come across, and just because they doing something and I'm not doing it, don't mean that they're any more special than I am. And see, a lot of us out here will sit here, we don't have the confidence in ourselves. We don't think that we can do things, and then we just don't do them. Well, that's you, because you remain as stagnant. You stuck in neutral. That's why I said earlier when Jules was speaking, to get out of your own way. That's a lot. The bigger problem is people that they don't get themselves. You're the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're stuck in this situation that you're in right now. See, the thing is, once we get our, our way, 
the opportunities will start flying through. As long as you have the conviction, as long as you have that work ethic, as long as you have the vision, as long as you have the know-how and the expertise, come on, man, things will come your way. Trust me, I made a way in broadcast journalism without a broadcast degree, without a network of people within the media space. And here I am a year later covering the WNBA All-Star game. Don't talk to me about what's man. not possible, y'all. Mm. Man, come on now. <laughs> come on, man. And like you said too, Jules, you got to believe in what it is that you do. You have to be that person that people view you as, uh, my guy over here, he does X, Y, Z. This is the guy that you want to talk to about this. But you got to believe in that first before anybody else can believe that, that you are that person. And that's what a lot of it comes down to is that confidence, knowing who you are, and believing in yourself, man. Knowing that, listen, self-confidence, Jules, and you know this, it'll take you a long way. Some people have anxiety about certain things. Certain decisions give them anxiety. But guess what? Mm. You're the only person to know that you're having them feelings inside. All you can do is control you and your energy. And what you right. do for Yeah, that fear right there, man, that false expectation appearing real is what that break, breaks down to. False expectation appearing real. So then anxiety and that fear, it's all, it's all fake. Use it, use it. You don't let it, you know, you don't let it uh, keep you in place. You know, you be mobile, you keep moving forward. And that's not to say that everything's going to work, work in your favor all the time, because it doesn't. I'm pretty sure, prayers when you was going through what you was going through to get to where you was at, you had some bumps in the road. Of course. That's not, not to say that delaying doesn't mean uh, denial. Don't mean denial. Oh yeah, there was a lot of no's. <laughs> right. So, 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 man. So, if if that's it, and that's another thing, you another type of uh, 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 characteristic that you have to have about yourself. When, hey, you gotta be resourceful. You gotta yes. show resilience because if not, if you're gonna say, hey, I, I I went out there and I tried it, it didn't work. You know, I'm gonna give up on my dream. Well, hey, you know what? You do yourself a disservice because. You share, you share your dream to one person. They don't believe in you. Well, there's a lot of other people out there. Ooh, talk that talk, Jules. You know, Ooh. there's a lot of people out there that will support that will support your dream. You got to watch out for the haters. Mm. You got to watch out for, for people who don't have your best interests. So, you, you know, this thing right here, if this is your passion, this is your dream, your vision, uh, this is your life, this is your baby, you're going to defend and fight to finale to make this thing happen. And like like prayers, like you said, ain't nobody nobody's gonna stand in your way. You can put a you you know it, it, the whole whole world could be against you. But if if you know about that, shout out. This is this is me, and this is what I want. This is gonna happen. Then hey, you know what? Like I tell my wife all the time, we gonna we gonna burn the boat, and we ain't retreat. Mm. Okay, okay, <laughs> she I be, like that. She be, she be laughing at she be laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if this is your thing and this is what you want to do, ain't no plan B. No, really, ain't no plan B. This is where this is where we're gonna be at. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, but like you remember what I said earlier about the comfort zone. I think a lot of times, man, people they want to coast to life, and that's fine. I'm not trying to knock you for that, but mm -hmm. sometimes you just gotta get a little uncomfortable at times to get where you want to get to.
And I'll tell you, most of the, the good things that happened in my life, especially in my career early on, was putting myself in positions that made me uncomfortable. When I first got into the workforce, Jules, I was in the trade in the financial markets. Right, when we was right. growing up, we didn't know nothing about no goddamn stocks and bonds and none of that shit. I knew about savings bonds, but I know that shit's trash. The point is, mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't know none of that because nobody we was growing up with was trading stocks. Nope, not one person in my right. family owned a share of a stock. No. Not one single person. Now, here I am early in my career, putting myself in this environment. And, bro, it was one of the best things I could have done, man, because it opened me up to a world that I had no idea about, Jules. And so that's why we tell people, sometimes you got to do that. You got to put yourself in a room where you're uncomfortable. I was super uncomfortable, bro. Mm -hmm. But I ain't no more. But it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be in a room Mm -hmm. with people that know a little bit more than you. It's okay. Trust me, it's okay. You'll be good. You'll be better off for it. What's the benefit of being in a room when you're the smartest person in the room? You need to find yourself another uh, right. room. Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Man, you, you got to surround yourself with people that are smart, smarter than you so you can always uh, grow and gain more knowledge. Dude, it's always it, this thing is everlasting if you really look at it. Whatever you do, because you always can be better. You can always be better than what you what you are, you know. So this thing right here is, man, this creating opportunity. It's it's a lot that goes into it, and and I believe it's there's no math, no 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 end game to it because you can always develop and create create a better version of yourself and always learn and grow, you know. So. I think the the more of creating opportunity is just like you said, man. It's just consider, you know, think outside the box and and continue growing is what you know really stands out to me. Yeah, and also two jewels, and you know, I'm a big proponent of this. I believe in karma, man, and I know that some people may mm. think that that's mm-hmm. a little weird, but no, I've been really focusing on trying to be a really a better person. You know, there was times in my life where I was not a good person. One reason or another, I was just doing stupid shit, doing foul shit. And I think that, man, what goes around comes around, right? And so what I've really tried to be better at out here is putting more positive energy, putting more positive energy into the universe, Jules. Because one of the things that I've started to see is that, man, good things will happen to you in your life in return, man, when you're an authentically good person. But I also value having genuine and authentic relationships with people. Right, I don't have just a lot of people around me just for the sake of having people around me. The people in this media mm-hmm. space that True. I'm connected with, these are just genuinely good humans. That stuff happens organically, man, because when you put a certain energy out there, it's going to come back. You're going to draw people in that you're intended to be around. And see, for me, that's a big focus of mine is just being around authentic, genuine people. And that's the point I was making earlier, audience, when I was talking about Jules. I'm not just saying that just because he and I do this show together. I... I will tell anybody and anybody that asks me about my circle of people, he's one of the first people whose name I bring up in addition to Doug. These brothers right here, man, no matter what I'm doing, it ain't just about I, it's about a we. On this show, this is about what me and Jules are doing. 
I feel like me and Jules are changing the world. I know people may listen to me saying that, but like, oh man, don't take you guys, don't take yourself so seriously. Well, we get emails from people telling us the, the difference that we're making. We don't take this shit for granted. Anything that I want to be a part of with people, I have to be doing that with people that are just good humans. And I'm gonna tell you one thing about Jules, man. Great heart. Now I know we was talking about a subject matter that got a little rough there, but at the end of the day, this is a good brother. And I want people to understand that. That I know a lot of times we don't understand some of the situations that's going on out here in the world with relationships between law enforcement and, and the civilians. But I tell you one thing, man, I will vouch for this guy any day of the week. And Jules, I won't say that about a lot of people in your profession, but I will say that about you. Mm. Mm. And I hope you oh, mean, man, I hope you know that that. I hope you know that that means something, bro, because I struggle with that shit a lot. <laughs> but I know you. And I have faith no, I, in you that I know that you're going to do things in a way that your boy prayers will pull up on you. And I'm like, I'll oh, see. Man, Jules, he, he cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, man. No, no. I, I re- Yeah, dude. No, real talk, man. I don't take it lightly, man. And 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 I, I appreciate it because I'm not going to lie. It does get to me. Some, I'm, I'm human. It does get to me where, where the disrespect, and I'm like, you know, I, you know, and I'm sitting up here like, man, you guys don't know me whatsoever, and you can't, and you judge about me because of the few, and it's like, and it's unfair, and I get it, it's life, but like I said, sometimes I'm a human being, and sometimes it bothers me, but all I can do is just keep moving forward and help the people that need to be helped, and. And try to understand that, uh, you know, there's people out here that just, just, just don't like my profession, and and it's oh. probably not me per se, but nope. it's just the the nope. uh, the job. It comes, it comes with it comes with that territory, baby. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, right. but what I want you to hear from me in my words is the same support that you give to me, on no matter what I do in my life, professionally, you know, individually, you got that coming back from me. 110%, bro. You don't have to carry that fucking, the heavy cross, if you will, of what you deal with every day. You don't have to carry that by yourself, man. I'm, I'm here with you too, man. I understand that shit ain't easy. And I want you to hear that. I want you to know that. Because the way that you are with me with everything, that's just coming back to you. Because, bro, just off the strength of how much we fucking learned and grown together. You you, you want to talk about audience that I've known this man for over 30 years. You, you, you can't imagine the growth that we've had in our friendship the conversations that we've had over the course of these 30 years. And so a lot of times, man, and I know we're talking about creating opportunity, but I think this goes hand in hand with that because you have to be around people to support you. If you don't have that, uh-huh. man, then you got nothing. Think about what anybody tries to do anything in this world. And I'm just, it could be Jules comes to me, hey, man, we got to remodel this, this office. And, 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 and the first thing coming out of my mouth is, why y'all going to do all that? That don't make no sense. That's a waste of time. You know, just somebody has always got something negative right. to say. Oh, man. Now, you come to me, and I was just like, yeah, I hope you realize that's your project. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or, or supervise. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely going to be supervised. You're going to be sitting out there with a clipboard watching your ass. <laughs> But, uh, Dude, but you hit on a good you hit on a good point there because yeah if you got somebody that's always just downgraded just being just 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 negative you're like oh my god 
that bring you down, man. Yeah. But you got somebody in your corner, like, man, just hey, man, I'm with you, man. I got your back. You can do this, man. Let's let's do this. Or or somebody like, hey, man, how about this? And give you a different type of a vision with it. You know what I'm saying? To add on to it, man. Dude, man, that's man, you can move mountains, boy. <laughs> you can I'm move mountains. You, I'm telling you. I mean, the last point I'm I'm thinking about this last weekend, Ali Quigley winning that three-point oh. shootout. Bro, yes. One of the biggest things I saw in that moment was how happy Candace Parker was for her and look yep. at Allie Quigley's yep. wife, pacing, nervous. Man, you mm-hmm. get yourself some people around you that's, that's riding for you like that, boy. Allie Quigley's broke the damn record for most points scored in a damn three-point shootout. Man, Allie Quigley ain't had no worries. Now, you think about that. Create an opportunity for herself. She has made mm-hmm. history. The mm-hmm. first female, bro, to do what she did. Well, no, the first person, the human. To do what she did, man. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody ever gonna do that again. <laughs> no, no. But what she do, Jules? She made that opportunity for herself to be a master at that craft of shooting at that high level. Think about how many shots she's had to take in her life to master that. Right. Exactly right. Yep. That's the stuff that we're talking about: creating mm-hmm. opportunity, making a way for yourself. Doing things that other people maybe have felt like was impossible. Now I'm sure when Allie was growing up, nobody probably thought she was gonna grow up and be probably regarded as one of the greatest shooters of all time. Well, here she is. Man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I, the last thing I'm just gonna say to you guys, audience, when you listen to this episode, I hope you guys have one takeaway from this thing. One thing that you can actually put into place. You know what I mean? Even if it's not even something where you're trying to build a business. This is to be something where you can just apply to your life to make something easier, better, make you a better person, help you to be a better friend, better spouse, whatever the case may be. But I hope there was something that was actionable that you guys can, can take into place because that's the reason why we do these episodes. We want anybody that's listening to this show to come away from it becoming better. Learning from what we have to say. Or, shit, if you just come to us to just be entertained, that's fine, too. And I hope you had a takeaway from that as well. Jules, go on here with that curtain call. Press. well, this curtain call goes out to no other than our, our Chicago Sky Guard, Ali Quigley. Quigley made history last weekend, earning her fourth, not one, not two, not three, but her fourth three-point title <laughs> as expected. <laughs> The reigning champion, Ali Quigley, defended her title. Her 30 points were a record for the contest, and she is now the only player in WNBA or NBA history to win the three-point contest four times. Miss Ali Quigley, present eye, and pulling back, pulling back the curtain podcast. Family, salute you for your records and, and accomplishments. Yes, sir. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Audience, as always. We appreciate your continued support of our platform. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we are out.